<laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. You know what's funnier? Absolutely nothing. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to Brunch with Desby. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Thank you for joining me again for another Sunday episode. If you haven't already, guys, you know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe. Wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, be sure to share this podcast. Tell your friends to listen, jump on, have fun, share it with someone who maybe needs this message. You know the goods. I am super excited to sit down with you guys today because number one, I'm just in a really good mood. And number two, I have a nice coffee in front of me and I'm, I'm a little buzzed up. I feel a little fucking good. You know what I'm saying? I put a little bit of bronzer on today, got a little bit of blush on, very minimal makeup, but I just, I feel kind of hot, feel kind of good, feel kind of sassy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this Sunday, I um, really want to dive deep into kind of where I've been this whole year, to be honest, give you guys a little bit of background on my nutritional journey and share with you where I'm at now. Um, and honestly, probably give you guys a little bit of outlook into where I plan to also continue to go. You know, what is my, where are my goals at now? Um, you know, I got a new life ahead of me and, and I think it's interesting to see how much people can change with different things happening in their life. And I, I want to kind of share that with you guys and also remind you that it's okay for your life to change. It's okay for shit to change. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited to have you guys here as always guys check the show notes. You guys know I have my four weeks for gains program weekend exclusive only for black Friday to cyber Monday. Um, pretty excited. I think it's going to be a great program for people, especially with the at home, you know, kind of training really probably going to be happening again. Um, I want to make sure that you guys are equipped to feel comfortable to slay the holidays, no pun intended, and um, to just feel good, have app access, be able to experience my app for just 40 fucking bucks. I mean, that is, that's such a good deal for a four week program plus a support group and more. Um, so really excited. Check the show notes. Uh, as always, everything's in there. Merch, um, links, things I might talk about, you know, et cetera. You can find them all there. Um, so without further ado, let's get into the episode. housekeeping to tell you nothing really fun going on. I think I'm going to come back to YouTube. That's kind of fun. Kind of fun. I want to find an editor. Um, cause I mean, truly dude, I can't, I will not be able to do this shit myself, but I'm kind of playing around with the idea. I, I miss YouTube. I miss like making videos. That's why like I, when I go live, I love going live. I love streaming. I love just being goofy and having fun, being a comedic relief for people in especially like the dark time that we're at right now. So, um, anyways, that's kind of, that's kind of fun, kind of fun and fresh. Um, my garage gym is finished. Um, if you guys haven't already a few weeks ago, Emily and I recorded a podcast about basically just how to kill it at home, um, nutrition training, et cetera. So if you guys go there, listen to the podcast, get some ideas, click the show note links. I linked everything that's in my garage gym. So, um, I put a lot of money aside throughout the year to be able to create a home gym. Once quarantine started, I was like, fuck this. Um, at the time I was also pregnant and I knew that. So I knew that it would come to a point where I probably wouldn't be going to the gym. 
Then I obviously had a premature baby, which totally changed the game. So I definitely can't go to a gym. So I've been using my at-home gym. That's been pretty exciting. Kind of puts um, a good vibe out, you know, like I can get a solid workout in there because I feel like it's legit. I've made it a very open space to just like really thrive in, if that makes sense. Uh, kind of get, you know, pumped up and stuff. We're going to get some space heaters in there. Just kind of keep warm. Um, yeah. So I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see how it goes this winter. Um, and no matter what, like it'll be really cool to use in like the spring, summer, fall. So whatever, but anywho, kind of branching off of that this week's episode, what, what are we going to kind of chat about? And that is, as you can tell by, you know, the title of this, we're going to chat about kind of my nutritional journey into, you know, intuitive eating. That's, it's literally what I've been doing. Um, so what is intuitive eating? First of all, intuitive eating is to listen to your natural body cues of hunger, right? This isn't counting macros. This isn't counting calories. This is just truly being in tune with when your body is hungry, making consciously good decisions, having that leniency for yourself and grace for yourself to enjoy other foods, but not label anything as a bad food, right? It's a kind of a mindset mindset shift. Now, after tracking macros, is intuitive eating really possible? The answer is in the middle (laughs) because yes, intuitive eating is definitely possible. I eat every day now. I don't even think about calories. I don't even think about macros. I like, I don't give a flying fuck, but when I was transitioning into it and even now there, there's no doubt I will never not know what a macro is, right? So if I look at a piece of cheesecake because of my education in macros, as well as counting them, I know that that's probably going to be high in carbs and fat. Does that mean that I label it as negative anymore? Absolutely not. But once you have gone across the bridge into counting macros, there's never really a time where you can truly intuitive eat because you're always going to know macros, right? However, you can definitely break that mindset of, I guess, always thinking about them, if that makes sense. So during the time um, of, you know, where I've been and what that looks like, um, I've kind of... I've kind of been all over the board, to be honest. Um, when I was in college, my my dad kind of got me into like CrossFit. So I would CrossFit on the side when I would like play volleyball in college. And during that, I kind of just, I learned about dieting. That's That was really when I learned dieting was my sophomore, sophomore year of college is when I really learned, oh, if you eat this, you can lose weight. Or if you eat like this, you gain weight. Before then, I didn't know what it was like to be bloated, right? I didn't like, I didn't look at my body and be like, oh, I'm bloated today. That like, I never fucking knew that until I started paying attention to my body changing because I started quote unquote dieting. So after I was done with college volleyball, you know, my dad introduced me during volleyball to like the whole broccoli, chicken, rice, (laughs) such a bodybuilder workout, but like a few years ago, so this is like 2015, 2014, 2015, that was kind of all there was like macros were still so new that it's not like it was very normal to just be like, Oh yeah, I'm tracking macros. Like it was kind of like, Whoa, like you're a magician. What the fuck is that? So back then that's kind of all that people did. They just clean eat, right? They were just clean eaters, um, low carb, all that. So that was my first introduction to food, right? That was about, like I said, that was 2016 March. That's when I started paying attention to what I was eating. I then started prepping for my first show. 
During this, I actually had a meal plan, right? I didn't, like I said, macros weren't really a thing. Meal plans were still a thing. I had a shit ass fucking coach. I still remember to this day. And he had me on like a 1200 calorie meal plan. Um, and at this point, like I said, I'm 20 years, 21, just turned 21 years old. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, I just did what he said. I ate things like almonds, oatmeal with protein in it. Um, egg whites with spinach, um, chicken with rice and tuna. That was really the extent of my diet. So I was prepping for my show, right? Um, through that, I started kind of learning naturally what macros were because I would be like, say one day I, I was like, dude, I don't want the oatmeal and the protein. I don't want it. So I learned, well, what can I have instead that equals the same macros and calories? That's how I kind of learned flexible dieting myself. Um, from there, I started to then self-educate myself on what it was. I started working with my first coach um, after that, like a real fucking coach after my first shows. And um, from there, I literally was tracking macros. So I had tracked macros technically since March of 2016. However, I was on a meal plan, right? But technically I was on macros, right? Then I started actually flexibly dieting, if we want to call it that, in like February of 2017, all right? So to 2017 to March of 2020, I tracked macros pretty much religiously, pretty much religiously. I would say, though, it started to kind of take a nosedive after my wedding in September of 2019. So from September to March, so September, October, November, December, January, February, March, about six, seven months, I was I was struggling tracking macros. I had a little bit more leniency than I ever had in my whole life. You know, I would go days, maybe intuitive eating instead. Um, I would maybe go days tracking macros. Then I would maybe just hit calories. Maybe I would just hit protein. I kind of was playing around with my new normal. Once I got married, I kind of made the decision. There is no shows for me ever again. Like I do not plan on prepping. Don't give a fuck. Don't want to compete. Nothing. Don't care. So that's when I kind of started to develop that natural, um, leniency because I was like, okay, what am I going to do instead? Because I don't want to live my life like this. Like by this point I was 24 years old and I'm like, you know, this just isn't fun for me. Like there's no reason for me to live this strict and to ride or die by macros. However, I do believe macros taught me the proper ability to be able to go into where I'm at now in my nutrition. So definitely not against macros. I think that they are the best way to see results because you know what goes into your body and what your body needs. Um, but I do think that there can be a certain point where it kind of overlays into a little bit of disordered eating sometimes, or maybe disordered tendencies, not necessarily an eating disorder. And it doesn't necessarily happen to everyone, but you have to know your personality type. You have to know how you are feeling and you kind of have to check yourself during your fitness journey. You know, am I becoming obsessive? Can I, could I stop today and feel like, okay, Am I using this as a nutritional tool or am I using this as something that is overrunning me versus me running it? So when you are tracking macros and you're tracking them meticulously each day, at the beginning, I feel like it's really fun. It's a new challenge. You're hitting these numbers. You're learning. It's like, fuck yeah, I hit my macros. Suck my dick. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a few months go by and you're like, okay, this is fucking annoying. I'm eating the same shit every day or... Um, 
social anxiety starts to become a thing because you get worried about going out and not being able to hit your macros, not being able to properly track. Um, and again, that usually comes with dieting anyways, but it can be very kind of exaggerated when you're tracking macros. So one of the hunger hormones that you kind of have in your body, well, not that you kind of have, you fucking have it, (laughs) is called ghrelin. Um, this is produced mainly by the stomach, um, and produced and released by it. Also released by the small intestine, pancreas, and the brain. So it has a lot of different functions. It's called the hunger hormone simply because it gives you appetite. Um, it promotes fast fat storage and also increases your food intake because, you know, it kind of tells you, Hey, um, you're hungry, right? The opposite of that is called leptin. So that's made by fat cells that decreases your appetite. So when you are constantly adjusting your macros in a dieting phase, in a reverse phase, in a bulk phase, in a cut phase, whatever it might be, you can really fuck those hormones up. And by you know, counting macros, you kind of can do it as well because you turn those hormones almost off because you tell yourself to hit numbers and not go off hunger cues. Does that make sense? Um, now it doesn't always, it doesn't always mean that you can't track macros. I'm not saying that at all, bitch. I did it for three years. I'm not saying it's bad at all, but there's certain points in your journey, um, that you just have to make sure you're paying attention to that. You know, do you really know when you're hungry anymore? Like, like, are you going off your hunger or are you just eating because you're like, Oh fuck, it's been three hours. I need to fucking eat. Um, that's when you can kind of throw off those natural hormone fluctuations. So basically that was a mouthful. I need, I need a drink. Hmm. And let me say, bitch, one thing I will never fucking track ever again in my life is my coffee. That is my shit. If there's one thing I'm going to have each day that I I just want to enjoy the fuck out of, it's going to be my sweet coffee. And when I say sweet coffee, like I like to see through my coffee. I don't drink it because coffee beans taste good. I drink it because it gives me energy and I love sweet drinks. So I make my coffee sugar. Let me just say it like that. Um, all right. So back to the point after so many years of counting macros, I obviously got pregnant. Now pregnancy really fucks you up because you get hungrier than a bitch. And especially for me before pregnancy, or like when I first got pregnant, I was very lean. Like looking back at pictures, I literally guys, I literally thought I was fat. And I hate saying that because it's it's a word that people are like, oh, you don't say you're fat. Like you, you're not a, what's the word? Um, marginalized. You're not, you're not in a marginalized body or whatever the words are. And I'm like, it doesn't mean that your body dysmorphia isn't accepted. Like if you struggle with body dysmorphia, you struggle with how you think your body looks. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. It comes in all different shapes and forms. So for me, I looked at myself, I literally thought I was fat. So when I got pregnant, my body immediately went into fat store mode. Um, not like excessive, but I had to eat. Like my body literally told me you need to fucking eat and literally eat anything in sight because I was so lean. My body needed that in order to support a child forming. You know what I mean? So not only are you hungry, but especially if you are super small and you, you know, you're about to hold a baby in your body, your body's going to tell you that you need to eat. So again, we have those hunger hormones, leptin, ghrelin going nutso. And that was at the point where I tried to track. I really did. I tried to like hit protein. I tried to like manage 
you know, being healthy. It came to a point quarantine happened. Grocery stores like shut down. Wyatt and I were spending like thousands of dollars on DoorDash. I swear to fucking God. I ate like Shake Shack every day, cinnamon toast crunch, cheese fries. Um, I would always do Chipotle, Bibby Bop, like anything I could eat that literally I didn't make. <laughs> so that kind of started my roller coaster of intuitive eating. And it wasn't really on purpose. I literally just stopped. So sometimes I tell my clients, my one-on-one clients, they need to kind of phase out. I'm the type of coach where if you have a goal of intuitive eating or you have a goal of just feeling good, I'm not making you track macros. It's fucking stupid. So many coaches are like a one-stop shop, macro coaching, or you're not a client. For me and my coaches, we very much adapt to our clients and what they need. So when my girls come to me and they're like, listen, Des, I'm burnt out on macros. What do I need to do? I typically recommend people phasing out of macros. So instead of just going, oh, fuck it, it's Sunday, new week, no macros, I'm stopping forever. That's probably not the best idea for most people. And the best idea is to start to almost diminish macros. So number one, make sure you reverse diet. Like if, you, if you're not already, if you, were in a, if you were in a cut, don't fucking just stop counting macros. You need to reverse diet first. And I know that's hard, but you need to do it in order to kind of save your body. That's gonna be the best for you. After that, you can kind of start to weed out days that you're tracking. So for example, say that you're tracking seven days a week um, and you have no free meals. Let's just say you like went hard, okay? After one week, maybe you go to five days a week of tracking macros, add in one free meal and the other two days are intuitive days. Maybe you do that for two to three weeks. Then you keep that one free meal each week, but then maybe you go to three days a week of tracking, the rest of which intuitive eating. You could also mix it up by going, okay, three days of tracking, two days of calorie counting, two days of, you know, uh, intuitive eating, right? So you can kind of play and mess around. The big thing though, is that you still want to make sure you're adequately intaking enough protein. That's what's going to help you not only continue to make gains in the gym, but honestly, just keep you satiated to where you're not just chowing down on fucking carbs and fats down the gobbler all day. So that would be my ideal outlook for someone looking to transition from macros into an intuitive eating approach would be to kind of have that nice like phase out, right? So you're not just going cold turkey. Um, You know, if any of you guys have like a bad habit, (laughs) say it's like smoking, say it's um, uh, uh, alcohol, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Say you have a bad habit. Maybe it's Instagram. Maybe you're like addicted to Instagram, which I think a lot of us are. If I told you, hey, get the fuck off Instagram right now and you're off it forever. Could you do it? Probably not. Like it would kind of suck, right? So maybe, all right, hey, let's try to do Instagram only four days a week for two hours. And then you, a few weeks later, two days a week for one hour. And then all of a sudden you kind of phase out. That's kind of the idea behind macro coaching into intuitive eating, in my opinion. That's how I run it with my clients and I've seen a lot of success. Um, So that was kind of not on my table though, because I got pregnant and I literally didn't give a fuck. Didn't help that quarantine kind of came into play, right? And we were all like, holy shit, um, everything is like out of stock. So from that point, I continued on in my pregnancy, stopping all forms of tracking. I I literally didn't track anything. Um, Obviously I wasn't drinking, so obviously, alcohol is technically a macronutrient, but it yields no nutritional value. So if you're someone who intuitive eats, but you're like, I still like, I can't maintain my weight. Well, how much are you drinking? Because alcohol can play a huge role 
in fat storage, as well as like the way it metabolizes, it's just going to sit. It's just going to sit like it's going to just metabolize into fat. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure that you're watching your alcohol consumption. I'm not saying you can't have fun, but it does add up very fast for someone trying to at least maintain weight or like lose weight without tracking macros. So for me during pregnancy, obviously wasn't drinking a lot. Even now, post-pregnancy, not really drinking a lot, mostly because I'm breastfeeding. Other part because we're all in lockdown and like I I like to social drink. I don't just drink by myself. <laughs> so I need to like go out. I need to be at a club. I need to be doing something. Um, so during my transition into pregnancy and then onward to then postpartum, literally didn't track a damn thing. Now, once I gave birth um, and, you know, I started noticing what my body actually looked like. I definitely added some fat. I also definitely lost muscle, like that six weeks that I couldn't work out, plus the like four out of the six weeks where I could barely walk because of my toe. If you remember that, I broke it. Um, I lost a lot of muscle. It's definitely starting to come back. I've been working out for four weeks now, almost a month, about a month, I think. So it's definitely coming back. Like my muscle memory is coming back, but I mean, I'm, I'm not lifting like I used to. And to be honest, I don't really fucking care to like my body feels so good right now. I feel a little bit tight, like in my hips and stuff, but mostly that's just from not moving. So I do want to focus on more recovery, but that's just a sidebar. So now I'm focusing though on my food and nutrition more so still just aiding my breastfeeding journey. So when you're breastfeeding, you also, for the most part, are burning way more calories than if you like weren't. Um, about like 400 to 500 extra calories a day by breastfeeding, pumping, etc. So that also is determinant about your milk output. So the more that you're producing, the more you're actually burning. Um, there's actually like equations on the internet if you want to do them, but I like never did. I just knew, okay, well, I'm pumping a fuck ton of milk, probably need to eat some more. So I've been really going off my hunger cues. Um, I've been feeling good. I will say me personally, I need to get better at intaking some extra protein. Definitely. Um, when you stop focusing on macros and you're just thinking of protein intake, it's definitely something where naturally like you won't gravitate towards protein. However, it's very important because it does satiate you. And it's also one of the only macronutrients that isn't going to necessarily metabolize as fat. You're typically going to be able to use it in a good form of aiding in muscle recovery as well as promoting muscle growth. So I want to make sure I'm getting better at my protein because it'll probably alleviate me smashing a whole fucking bag of Annie's popcorn um, or a whole pint of fucking ice cream every other day. So I do want to get better at that. But that's something that, again, you know that about yourself in your journey and you can kind of make a note and start to implement it. Um, one of my favorite ways to get protein in is truly deli meat. Obviously, during pregnancy, I had to be very careful about this. Most of my deli meat, I would literally heat up so that if there was any bacteria on it, it would it would die, you know? So I did do some like toasted subs and stuff like that because I was literally craving turkey um, and I was fine. I was fine. But again, consult your doctor. So now that I'm postpartum though, um, I love to still get my protein from deli meat, even if that just means making like some roll-ups, like putting some like laughing cow cheese in it rolling up literally like a slice, huge slice of turkey, um, maybe putting a pickle in it, you know, almost like an unwitch <laughs> um, type of deal. I love doing that. Um, I'm not a big chicken person. I love lean beef. I love making chicken tenders though in my air fryer. So a lot of different options to get protein in. Um, but it's, 
it's definitely something I need to continue to get better at. So when it comes to the amount of food and the amount of recovery though you need, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're still, even if you're intuitive eating, planning your meals around workouts. So you shouldn't be someone that's still continuously fasting for workouts or not eating after. Um, this again can inhibit the opportunity for muscles to grow as well as recover. So one of my favorite things to do personally, I thrive off of fasted workouts, except if it's legs. So leg day, I always ensure that I am pumped up pre and post workout, like massive calories. I mean, guys, I want my ass fat. I want my booty back and postpartum and breastfeeding stripped my ass to the bone. So I want to make sure that I'm putting mass back on my ass. And so I'm making sure putting food pre and post workout carb heavy, lower fat, higher protein. That's still something that I'm very aware of, even though I'm not tracking macros. Now, if I'm doing like an upper body day or even a cardio day, I'm pretty solid going fasted because I do like to work out in the morning. Now I'm not, I'm not fasting till fucking 6 PM. All right. If it's a 6 PM workout, I'm, I've already ate, but if I'm in the morning, I can wake up and hit those still get a pretty solid pump and feel comfortable. A lot of that also is determined by what time you ate the night before. So if I ate a bowl of ice cream and cinnamon rolls, which I did the other night at say 9 PM, I'm probably still digesting that food up to 9 a.m. Therefore, if I'm eating and working out before then, or I'm sorry, if I'm working out before then and not eating, I still have food in my body that's gonna energize that workout. Does that make sense? Not if it does. Okay, thank you. So from there, I can work out fasted, quote unquote, but I'm still digesting food and I still have enough um, glycogen stores in my body to create and promote energy during my workout. Then after still smashing a good amount of food, carb heavy, lower fat, higher protein. So that is what I personally do. I hate people that shame people for not eating before workouts because some people just, they're good. Like they thrive off of it. Now, if you're like training for the fucking Olympics or even a pro bodybuilding show or something, should you focus more on, you know, nutrient timing, et cetera? Sure. But the average folk, most of you guys listening, we're not at that point. Who gives a fuck? Like I, that ship has sailed for me. Therefore, if I'm not fucking hungry before a workout, I'm not going to sit there and chow down when I'm not hungry. And again, that comes from that gremlin response of that hormone. I finally have gotten that under control again to where I can look at food and literally go, I don't need it. For example, the other night, last night. Um, these are just like little food wins that I have. And it, it just shows me that I'm continuously getting more aware. Um, and it makes me happy because it's something I've really been working on. So, um, last night I had a, <laughs> I had a whole slab of ribs to myself <laughs> and, uh, Wyatt had wings. I'd finished my ribs and whatnot. At this point I was full. I, I literally just felt comfortable. Remember I'm burning a fuck ton of calories plus working out. So, I just felt good. That was only my like third meal of the day. Typically I like to eat about five right now, like little snacks, little meals, whatever. So it was only like my third meal. Why it was like, Hey, do you want some of my, um, wings? Old me would have been like, Oh my God, I'm never going to eat this quote unquote bad food again. I need to eat it now. I would make myself full, go to sleep feeling like shit. Also literally shitting my pants. I'd regret it. Wake up, think I'm fat 
not do it again for a week, do it again the week after, still think I'm fat again, do it again, and the cycle repeats. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. But last night instead, he was like, hey, do you want a wing? I said, you know what, I'm good. I Like, I really don't feel like it. Same thing with just like even desserts and stuff. You know, I have so many sweets in my house now. Like, like I said, the Annie's popcorn, um, just like even stuff that I like. I love wheat thins, stuff like that. I have it in my house and I can go into the pantry, have a little handful because it sounds fucking good. I eat it and then I'm good. I walk away. I, I don't have obnoxious amounts. Um, I don't eat the whole bag. I don't feel like I can't stop. And I don't think I ever had like an actual eating disorder, but I think I went through periods of disordered eating. And it's very common, not only for post competitors, but for people that have gone through massive dieting phases and have come out. And now again, those harm, hunger hormones are kind of fucked up and it takes a lot of time to literally recover those. So I'm glad to be in a spot where I can enjoy like a small bowl of ice cream and not feel like I need seconds or like I need to eat the whole pint. Um, I've had so many pints of Ben and Jerry's in my freezer. I'd take two, three bites at night. I'd be good. And the old me would have to eat the whole pint because I felt like I couldn't be able to eat it again. So food wins, food freedom, so important. Um, not only has you know, coach Emily helped me with that. Just like being my friend. She's such a great role model and I'm sure she's listening to this and I just, I love her and I miss her so much. Um, having like a best friend that you didn't know was going to be your best friend is like the greatest blessing ever. So shout out to Emily and dietitian table talks, follow it on podcasts, um, Apple and Spotify, but our other coach, Kelsey, she actually works inpatient with disordered eating and just other addictions in person and helps them break those addictions. So she has a really great 12 week program based on, for lack of better terms, food freedom. Um, she's created a great 12 week course, kind of guiding people through their intuitive journey and also teaching them what that looks like to them. What, you know, what's their weakness? What's their trigger? What does that look like? Um, and so she, she's a great resource. I'll put her, um, coaching application in the show notes. She has limited spots because it's a very personalized program. Um, and it's based around, you know, you it's based around you. It's not just macros, not that it's about you and, um, your journey to, intuitive eating, I guess, if you want to call it, you know, everyone's different. But again, what does that intuitive eating balance look like for you? Is it every day of the week? Is it a few days a week? Is it the weekends? You know, what do you struggle with and what do you want to get better at? So with that being said, where, where do I see myself going forward? Fuck dude, deep shit. Thanks for fucking asking family. Where do I see myself going forward? I, I don't know. Like, I really don't. I would love to do some obstacle course races. Um, I'd love to continue to just do like functional fitness. Um, and I just, I just want to preach like making your body feel fucking good, you know? And it, it doesn't matter if that's full body workouts every day a week. I feel like I used to be the person that would shame not intentionally and not like publicly, but like in my mind, I would see people do like only total body workouts. And I'd be like, that is so fucking stupid. And like, granted, scientifically, not the best approach, but why would I shame someone who just wants their body to feel good? They just feel fucking great doing that. And that's where my mindset has kind of shifted in fitness as well. If it just feels good for you, 
then like right on dude, like keep doing what feels best for you. Because I think that at the end of the day, that's, what's going to be long-term for you. If it's hard, if it's like not fun and it turns into a chore, that's when it's not going to last that passion for it's not going to last. It's going to become annoying and boring. And then you're going to like walk in the gym, have to do this program. And you're like, dude, fuck this. I hate this program. It's not even fun. So I've really learned to encompass in my programming that I create on the app to have a lot of really fun options because not everyone wants to be fucking huge and ripped. Some people, again, this sounds naive, but I like thought everyone just wanted to be the best of the best. Some people just want to feel good. And like, I'm cool with that. hundred percent cool with it. So that's kind of like where I see myself continuing to go is just doing what my body wants, doing what feel good feels good. And I do want to get back into like Olympic lifting a little bit, like doing some sumos, doing some squats, but like, I don't want to fuck my knees up. You know what I mean? Like, tell me, I guess you guys can't tell me, but I'm talking to myself. Tell me why I need to squat 225 pounds. What for fucking Instagram? So my posts look fucking cool. I don't give a shit. Catch me out fucking squatting 85 pounds now and struggling. Who cares? Like, it is, I used to take so much pride in like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm small and I can lift big. Don't get me wrong. Badass. Great time in my life. I felt really strong, really great. But now I feel so fucking strong in a different way. Bitch, I pushed a baby out of my fucking vagina. You tell me that that doesn't trump squatting 225 pounds. Who gives a fuck about a squat? I have a child that I love very dearly and I want my body to persevere so that I can have fun with him rolling around on the floor and I don't have bum ass knees when he's 14. I want to go to his fucking baseball games. I have to take my goddamn chair that sits on the bleachers because my fucking back's blown out, not from his father, if you know what I'm saying. So I just want to focus on taking care of my body and I want to preach that. I want to preach that. And it's so cool because I love the evolution of where I've come and where I've come from and where I'm going. It's just, I need a drink real quick because my throat's dry. Fuck, that's so good. But I just, I feel so confident right now. I feel so fucking confident right now. Like, And like, I know Someone on this podcast, I'm pointing at you. Someone on this podcast woke up this morning and listened to this podcast because they don't know, they don't know what to do and they feel like they're doing it wrong. They feel like I don't want to count macros anymore, but that makes me not fit, quotation marks. And I just want to tell you that that energy isn't fucking allowed here. Not allowed. Because whatever you want to do that makes your body feel good, bitch, that's fit fine, intelligent, thick, fit. I'm putting that on a fucking shirt. I just made that up. So I want you to feel great about what you're doing and know that there's no right or wrong way. Look at any Fitzbo on Instagram, compare yourself. Sure. I'm sure some of you guys even compare yourself to me. All right. I get it. It's natural. We compare, but bitch, that's not what I'm here for. That's not the point of why I post things. I post things to inspire you guys to be the best versions of you. Like I feel like I'm the best version of me right now. And I'm here to inspire you to do that. And I'm here to remind you that even if you woke up feeling like you weren't fit, I don't give a fuck what your body looks like. You can be fit. Fit is how you feel, not how you look. 
Proverbs 1, 5. <laughs> so I hope that that can kind of inspire you guys to know that it's okay for your journey to shift. And it doesn't take away from how hard you've worked before. Um, it doesn't make you weak because you can't squat anymore. Or you can't deadlift as much as you used to. Who cares? Plenty of life ahead of us to fucking worry about that. I was thinking the other day, I'm like, dude, I'm 25. You're telling me I want to stress about my body till I'm fucking 60 and can finally not care. I see 65 year olds rolling around looking sexy as shit. I have plenty of time to worry about my body. Now is not like, don't care. Don't want to do it. I just want to feel great the rest of my life. I'm probably going to stop wearing crop tops at 30 years old. So why the fuck do I need abs? Not worth it. I got a nice set of fake titties. That's all I care about. Brazilian butt lift up next. <laughs> just kidding. So is it okay to transition from macros into intuitive eating? Sure. Is it doable? Sure. Is it technical? Maybe. Like will intuitive eating ever really exist if you're transitioning from macros? Kind of. Like I told you, you almost kind of like forget what macros were, but you can still, you'd still know kind of like what foods are. So take what you need. Take what you need. Th this is a buffet. This podcast was a buffet. Pick the dish that you need and pass it along. But I hope that you guys could still get a little bit of insight on where I'm at, where I've been, as well as just a little bit of education. I mean, shit, it kind of threw a little bit in there, kind of finessed it in there because your girl knows what the fuck she's talking about, sis. I'm not just a paper trainer. I've been through college. I've been having student debt. Biden, come the fuck through. <laughs> um, but anyways, I love you guys. Thank you for always tuning in. Um, I just, I love hanging out with y'all. I love hanging out with y'all. Um, stay tuned. And um, next week, I'm, I, I think it's next week, I'm going to do kind of like a 2020 recap. Um, it might be a few weeks from now, to be honest. I'm, I got to kind of like plan out my episodes. I record these when Maddox is sleeping. So to pre-record a few of them when like shit's on my mind, because like I tell you guys, these, these aren't scripted, dude. I, I literally am sitting in front of my computer right now that I'm, I'm seeing my text messages. Like I, I don't have any fucking notes. I like just kind of stare at my mic. Um, so to know like schedule of like, oh yeah, this comes out next. Like I have no fucking clue what I'll talk about next week. Cause it's literally what comes to my heart and I just kind of speak on it. So, um, yeah, stay tuned though. Cause we got some good episodes to wrap up the year. I can't believe in March. I mean, I know it's kind of a few months away, but still March, I've already been doing podcasts for a year. Like it's so cool. I mean, like, what are we going to do for the hundredth episode? It's got to be something epic, but I do want to do some more. Tell me a secrets. I want to do some more roaster toast. Um, I want to do some more people coming on the podcast. Like I do want to have some more conversations, but to be honest right now with Maddox, it's really hard to time up like, Hey, yeah, I'll be ready at 10 AM. Cause like, if he's not ready at 10 AM, I fucking can't be ready at 10 AM. So I kind of have to like do my own thing. Um, until I can get some more guests on there, but maybe I'll bring Wyatt back on, maybe discuss some hot takes, some current events. I don't fucking know. I just like to dick around on here. You guys know the drill. Here's your Sunday reminder to do what makes you feel good. Fuck everyone else and go get laid sometime this week. So let me know if you guys have any questions as always show notes everywhere where to find me, how to support the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. Hope that you guys have a great Sunday and we'll chat soon.